we're back with another episode of Seats Taken. This episode is going to be called The Deer Head. Some of y'all might be asking, what What are you talking about, Deer Head? Well, if you look on our Instagram page and uh, face, Facebook page, uh, I've posted something about it coming soon. Um, it's uh, kind of an interesting story. We're going to uh, kind of just discuss it a little bit. We're going to talk to uh, the person that took said deer head and uh, see what he was thinking, see what uh, what the morning was like. And uh, Tyler and I were on that same hunt, not with him, but in a separate part of the uh, property. And uh, we'll kind of... At an undisclosed location. At an undisclosed location. Yeah, that would be me. I, it was really, really good. I've, I've been deer hunting just a handful of times in my life, but for me, is my brother-in-law's property. So um, we were sitting up in the deer stand together. <laughs> of course, most of us fall asleep about the time before the sun comes up. And I don't anyway, know about that. Huh? Yeah, you've done that. <laughs> Every hunter know, out there knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, Leon, thinking back on it, you know, you and Zeth are a lot alike. You love your naps. <laughs> You know, exactly. first light, you love to be asleep, you know, to miss that initial action. That's it. Yeah, I only, Power it's happened one time. No, it's happened multiple times. If, if you I, just don't remember because you were asleep. <laughs> when we go hunting again, it'll happen to me again. You wait. Just, you know, hit me upside the head or wake me up. Nothing excites y'all more than that. First light nap. That's right. That power nap it refreshes you. It refreshes me anyway. And that, and that was a, that was an interesting um, place that we were at. Well, well, let's, we, let's start from the beginning. Because well, I wasn't there. All right. So, what, when did y'all get there on a Friday? Or how, when did y'all... We, so, we got there, you know, with a few hours of daylight left on a Friday. Um, and then, uh, we kind of, that night, went out and scouted the property. Checked the cameras. Checked the feeders. Um checked the stands that we were going to be in and came back and that night and sang kumbaya had a couple brewskis smoked a cigar or two and uh hit the bed as early as we wanted to (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) And and that was an interesting trip in itself going out to the to check the because i think it was um we'll just call him uh mr c um he took us out to each location where his feeders were at that were the primary locations that uh, he hunted um and we pulled the s the uh the memory cards out of the um uh cameras and uh so he kind of wanted to go over hey if you see this buck don't don't mess with it don't shoot it don't do it. just leave it alone if you see this one you can have that one a little uh, buck management, yeah, a little right, buck management, right. and um, which it, it was, it was a wonderful place, and I can't thank Trey enough for, and you know, uh, Beth as well, and Bobby for getting us all involved and being able to have Tyler go on uh, a hunt like that, and also be a part of a uh, Trey's hunt. Um, but that night was interesting because 
we just kind of mr c said grab a side by side and get on it and follow us and uh i had i got a little video of that as well and uh i think trey didn't you say you tried to uh grab a possum <laughs> by the tail <laughs> yeah there was animals on the trails we went through and there was one of them i didn't really try to reach out and touch it but it's it crazy you saw george there. jones <laughs> Out there on the trail, and that you try to grab him by the tail. That was <laughs> right. I don't think you would have. That was a different that. time. That was a different time. No. <laughs> oh, so that's not your first encounter with the possum. No, no. Um, really ugly, big ugly looking rat to me. But anyway, um, we get up there in the deer stand. Of course, you're, it's dark. You know, you got your phone light on there, trying to get up in there. And uh, of course, I took my usual little nap before the sun came up. And sure enough. Mr. C, he hit my leg. He said, look, they're coming in. And they sure, they were coming in. There was does from both directions. And he was telling me, wait. And they did look kind of small. But uh, from his experience, he's a he's an avid hunter. He knows a lot more than I do. But anyway, he'd give me this really big gun to shoot. Was it a 50? Yeah, it was a, a 50 caliber black powder rifle. It's like um, an ele- ele- this elephant gun. I guess I want to make sure <laughs> I didn't miss. Yeah, it was because um, he, he kind of went over uh, with that with us you know kind of explaining us how the loads were because he almost had like this little uh tube that had like he called them speed loads and to us you think speed loads is like having a a way to feed ammo into a magazine quickly or a speed loader for your cylinders type you know pistols or handguns you know um but when he showed us that it's you have the um the wad um no i take it back you have uh, the ball, and then you have the wad, and then you have the powder, and then that all that one little deal goes in in one shot. You know, right? He takes that stick and forces it down into the gun, and uh, the, the ramrod, the ramrod, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And you only have one shot. It's a big shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, what were your thoughts whenever it? he handed you that gun and said, hey, this is what you're hunting with? Yeah, that was kind of surprising. I thought, well, it's going to be uh, different. I've shot 30 out six as many times before, but not a gun as big as that one was. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be a big boom. But Yeah, we're kind of surprised. I mean, kind of backtracking a little bit. Um, you know, the three, well, three of us here are, I would like to say, avid duck hunters. And, yeah, you you get real nervous and excited, you know, and I guess on your first trip of the season. Yeah. Adrenaline, yeah. But with, you know, deer hunting, you know, it's something completely different because you might not even see a deer that day. Whereas you kind of have a good feeling that you'll at least see one duck come by. Whereas you can go on a hunt, a deer hunt and not see anything at all. Yeah. I've been on deer hunts twice in my life. Uh, when I was younger mm-hmm. and, first time we didn't get anything i mean i think we i don't even know if we saw anything i don't remember it so long ago and then the second one we did but i mean that was years and years ago yeah and i haven't been deer hunting since you know mm. so like we're avid duck hunters and i love go duck hunting but it's been a long time since and it's a little easier to sleep like i said the night before a duck hunt um the night before going deer hunting you know you sit up you're thinking you know what i'm gonna do when i see one if i see one um, you know, just running all this through your head, and you know it's kind of hard to go to sleep unless you're Trey. You know, 
That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make anywhere, Trey right, nervous. Right. You know, he's right, just right. he's there to perform. Cool, calm, and collected. He's right, like Adam right. and Terry in the Super Bowl. You know, well, he's you, gonna make that kick. I just say you, you fake it till you make it. You know, so trying to look like I know what I'm doing. But, uh, but that that property that Mr. C has though, it, there's you see quite a few deer. The question he had was, were they old enough? Because these were quite young. Yeah. And um, but he told me to wait, and he was right. He the years of his experience he said the buck will come in later behind the females, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. And you could see, I could see, even though the sun wasn't quite up, and you, there were almost shadows. He was much larger than the rest of the deer that were around the feeder. Yeah. And it was almost. I wouldn't say completely opposite where me and my dad were, but um, it was just, you know, strictly doe. You know, I, I think we were at the the all-women's club part of the, the property. <laughs> yeah, it was. There wasn't one buck in, you know, in sight. You know, he might have been off in the distance because while we're sitting there, you would see the doe, um, especially the ones that you could tell were the mothers, every so often look up and off the side out of our line of sight. And look and stare, and then go back down to doing what they're doing. They didn't hear anything. We didn't hear anything going on, and they weren't hearing us. Yeah, so we they were just, huh? Okay. And well, and you you down. remember that one doe early in the morning? I mean, before that, you could just like mainly it was just basically moonlight. That remember when she come in, and I, I you and I had both looked up, and we were like both fixed to the window, looking like what is that? And then she comes around and walks kind of close to where there's tall vegetation in the trees where she could kind of just shoot in there real quick if something happened. And she had this loud, and I've, and I've heard people say that they do this, but they do, they blow air almost like a whistle. And she yeah, it's was kind of like a turbo spooling up. Yeah. Is it, is it some kind of call? Yeah. Yeah. She was, I, I don't know if she was calling to the other deer, like it's, it's cool or, or be careful or, I mean, it was just like, Phew! Colin Turner. Remember, remember we went duck hunting, and uh, I don't remember the exact spot, but it, maybe it was a the Brewer Road where we were right on the water, mm-hmm. and then across the way was that island. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. those houses up there, and remember you could hear the coyotes in the distance. Oh yeah, and you were saying they do like a uh, like a, a census, census, yeah, where they call out and they wait for them to call back. Mm-hmm. You think it was that kind of situation, or could be. I mean, I've never heard that in my life. I'm, I've heard like a buck grunt, like <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> but a doe to do that. I've heard people say that they'll blow at you, like if like bow hunters, they say that if they if, if a doe spots them and she'll kind of blow at them, like phew, phew. That's know. probably a warning to the other deer that yeah, she sees something. But you know, Tyler and I, we were dead still. I mean, the only thing you could hear in that the blind that we were in was our stomach growling, going. Mm. <laughs> And that was it, you know. So I kind of have call my man, I see before breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have my theory on um, why they would do that. Um, you know, it wasn't—I wouldn't call it early rut, but we were getting fairly close to being early rut. And yeah, they may do that. I don't know when they see a a buck in the distance. Maybe. And they're just like, "Hey, nah, you ain't coming over here." Yeah, mm, makes sense. Yeah. I've seen elk on TV do some kind of loud whistle, but I've never even heard a. They have a very elk have that real nasally kind of loud whistle. I think that's to show dominance or like they're trying to locate a cow, or just letting everybody know, hey, I'm here, I'm the boss, you know, and they kind of do that guttural. 
I think it's more cryptic than anything. Imagine being out there, you know, stalking this this elk, dead quiet, and you just hear that. You know, it sounds like someone's getting murdered. You know, <laughs> yeah that that would that would definitely get me excited. I mean, if I heard something like that, I mean, it would almost be right up there with the first flight of uh, ducks that come in in the morning. Like we've had them before, but um, you know, we're one or two or something like that'll come in and you're just like, they just come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, poof, here they are. And that's kind of how it was with that deer. Right. So tell us like whenever you, I mean, what, what was going through your head? Were you thinking anything or were you thinking? I was there. I told my Mr. C that, I was looking for meat. I hadn't had any deer meat in quite a few years. And I loved to eat the breakfast sausage, and I was looking for meat. But mm-hmm. just uh, just sheer luck, and uh, that this trophy walked in, and he said, "There, there's a trophy right there." He said, "He told me, he said I've seen him before. You need to take him." And of course, the adrenaline really starts running, you know, <laughs> and uh, your heart starts beating fast. And yeah. you, ra- I raised the gun up, and it was so funny because. The strap got tangled on around the gun. Oh, you know, Murphy's Law is everything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have much. I've never shot this gun before. It's pretty large. And I'm wrestling with the strap, and the strap keeps getting in my way, and I was trying to take aim. There's no scope on it. It's a sight only. That's right. It was. It didn't have no scope. It, it was just open sights, yeah. Now, let me sight. ask. The, the load, was it like a, a buckshot, or was it like a, a slug? It's slug. Slug. Very, very, so it's a 50 slug. It's a big. It's big. Very large yeah. slug. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wrestling with this thing, and he's sitting there looking at me. Are you going to shoot or not? Is what he told me he was thinking <laughs> later. I was trying to take my time and be calm. Of course, my hands are shaking, you know. And I finally get the strap out of the way of the sight, and I'm aiming, 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 and trying to breathe out slow. And as you're breathing out, slowly pull that trigger. It sounded like a cannon went off. Kaboom! You know. And and remember, we heard that, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, so me and my dad, we heard that. <laughs> and I was, you know, I was praying that... Because I was using a crossbow, and I was praying, like, please, if anyone's going to shoot first, let it be me. Because I'm not going to ruin any of our, like, hunts. If I shoot that crossbow, it ain't going to spook anything that's over where they're at. And the minute I heard that go off, I was like, son of a bitch. Because, you know, that just ricocheted through the forehead. Like a loud crack. And I was like, oh, my God. And we were fighting the... You know, the environment out there. There was some guys out there target practicing with their AR-15. And it was like, come on. We cannot catch a break where we're at. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to. I'm not going to talk to Trey when I get back into camp. I'm still mad about that. Because, <laughs> like, everything that was in our immediate area when that happened, it was like. Well, but they did eventually come back. Yeah, they'll though. come back. It, it, took, it took a little while, but oh, they sure came back. Yeah. Uh, they weren't the numbers, but that one uh, female, when she came in and had the two yearlings. Mm-hmm. And I kind of poo-pooed on that deal because I, I, I probably maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know, but I kind of put that in Tyler's head. I was like, man, I don't know. Maybe we are to pass her up and look for something that's by itself because you know those two yearlings they were right along with her where she was eating underneath the feeder because she was the boldest one for the most part. She went right underneath the feeder, right? Yeah. And then the other two were just kind of on the perimeter. You know. I see what you're thinking. If you killed her, you probably killed the two young ones yeah. too. Well. And then me and Mr. C later on in the day when he took me around his property, we saw that same deer bedded down with those two mm-hmm. yearlings. And I was like, I'm glad we didn't do that because, I uh, I mean, they would have had to figure out how to survive, whether it had been us or somebody else, a car or whatever. But I, I, was, I was proud of Tyler to have patience to not. But 
getting back to you once you shot and the concussion of the bloom, you know, how long did y'all wait before you walked back out there to to see? Probably five minutes. What he was, I had a really nice shot. He was sideways, and I it was a clear shot. However, I'm, I'm not the best shot, really. But I was aiming for underneath the the front leg of the heart and lung section. Mm-hmm. I hit him in the just a little bit further back on his back, high up on his back. But it was a good enough shot where he tried to run, and his back legs weren't working, so he went down, and he. He died pretty quick, which is good. I don't like to see animals suffer, but uh, he right. just when he quit, when he hit the ground and started moving around, he just quit moving. That was it. So we sat there and waited just a few minutes, maybe four or five minutes, I guess. Climbed down, went out there, and of course, you know, kicked at him a little bit, pushed on him, seeing he he was he was a good shot. I think I lost some of the back strap off that shot uh, actually from where the bullet hit him, but the bullet was so large, like I say, at the how far away do you think y'all were? Oh, good question. 50 yards maybe not that far probably 40 40 okay. yards maybe uh they were they were all gathered around the feeder the females were already eating and he was following them he came out of the brush from a different location where they came from they came from the right i believe he came from the left and um mr c spotted him first but uh, like i say we were trying to trying to squint our eyes to see how big he was and mm-hmm. he recognized him he said he'd saw this this buck before it was a roller coaster of emotions for that buck <laughs> Yeah, he was going. Yeah. He thought he was about to get some, yep. get a little food, breakfast, and a couple of women around, and then <laughs> and then then heaven. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It, so I was very excited. Uh, me and him were like a couple little kids, go down there, jumping him down, you know, laughing and going on and high fiving or whatever. And he uh, was something to see. It was the most beautiful deer I've ever shot for sure. Um, looking up on the wall, I, I think they did a really good job too. He actually looks better on the wall than he did in the picture. I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, the taxidermist did a good job about that because uh, Mr. C, I guess, used used that same taxidermy. Uh, yeah, yeah, before he had several and, times. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll give him a little plug. He's in Roy City, but I don't He's remember still, the name of yeah, it. But right behind my, it's Butcherman's. No, that's no, no. The, oh, that's where he got it processed. But oh, okay, that's taxiderm. Okay, yeah. This guy's a independent out of his house. So oh, okay. I don't want to give well, away where he lives because. You know, people. Yeah. Got to say though, uh, you talked about like going down there and you were excited and high fiving. I think like that's one of the best parts of the hunt. I'm fine. It's like when you finally get that kill. When ducks, it's more you know you got to get back on it. Yeah. But yeah. I love after you get everybody, you know, everybody's super excited and jumping up and high fiving and. Yeah, it's a little different though. I mean. On the other end, like with me and my dad being out there, it's like either he blew it or he got something. You know, it was a 50-50 chance from what we saw. True, true. And, you know, here it's like, man, I really got to get something. You know, it's you got that going through your head and you're like, I got to do something here. Well, like I told you the story, but last time I went hawk hunting, you know, we stayed up till it was like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and went out there, you know, and hunting by the moonlight. And I'm my uncle and my little brother, and uh, I don't know the guy's name that was with them. Mm. They were out in a different place, and I was further down, waiting, 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 and finally hear the shot. I'm like, okay, you know, we, we got one. A few more hours go by. I'm like, what? You know, I didn't see nothing. Because after that, it scared them all away. Mm-hmm. And they come back in. Finally, if you, you know, come back in, I'm expecting them to have one. They're like, no, it was like five feet away, and he missed. 
<laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's 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 hard to explain how something like that happened. You know, it's kind of the same way with us shooting ducks. I mean, we had our our moment in time that we all got something this year, and thank thankful. I'm glad that more than anything that we, that everybody got something because I didn't want that to spoil the the whole thing about going duck hunting you know because when people go fishing they're like oh yeah we're gonna get into them and he talked oh yeah man they get into them all you gotta do is have a naked hook and you'll catch them no problem and get out there and not see anything and them not get anything and when they both got something on their first time that's something we'll talk about in the future but well danny was having a real bad you know bad run of luck with us yeah because every time he would go with us it seems like we didn't see anything yeah until that final our final trip yeah and he finally, you know, he chased that one halfway across the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, literally. You, just yeah. you have to be there when they're there and and uh, lucky enough to, to hit the mark. Yeah. For sure. And what's crazy, you know, going on to me, you know, uh, we, we all went out. Well, I don't think, I think y'all did go out again. But um, I think it was Chris's turn or Mr. C, his turn. And. Uh, so y'all were taking turns. Me and my dad went back out to our same spot. Uh, saw nothing that night. Well, we did see. No, that night we didn't see anything because we got there like, oh, it was it was perfect. This morning, you know, it's gonna be the same thing this evening. Nothing. Well, it, it's a a perfect example that was uh, my nephew, his son, one of my nephews. I got a couple, but. Uh, he, he was upset with me because he'd been out there three or four times, and he had lots of expensive gear. And the first thing he said to me was, you go out there in blue jeans and your first trip out here up in, this year up in the stand, you get one. You get a trophy. And so that's – that's I, I joked with him and said that's skill, but it's not. It's all luck. He just He's a real – uh, Trent's a real Rut Daniels. Yeah. Out there in nothing but a hunting jacket and blue jeans. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Didn't go well, twenty. You, I don't remember if if it was Mister C or somebody had made the comment like, or they just had mentioned, you know, like, you guys, so y'all y'all are all camoed out, you know, and I, I thought somebody had said that, or maybe we were talking amongst each other about that. It was like, because Chris was just basically dead coming. <laughs> anyway, yep. Mister C. Um, You've already spoiled it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna, everybody's gonna hit the phone book or the interweb. <laughs> yeah, the, we, the, we the billions of Chris's that are out there. Yeah, you know, they're gonna pinpoint <laughs> the one we're talking about. Well, you know, it, it, to see him just wearing blue jeans and a camo jacket, and Trey had a camo jacket with blue jeans. You're in a blind. I mean, for the most part, you can't be seen. Not unless something looks right up in there at you. You know, they might see your face. So well, I, th- I think gear is important, but it's not a guarantee. You just have to be there when they're there. When they're there, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you were there. Yeah, you know, we were there. You and were I there. happened to have a steady of hand, even though with no scope and the, the Murphy's Law with that strap wrapping around the gun. Oh yeah. I told him. He said, "How'd you? F- how would you think about that gun?" I said, "I didn't even feel the gun. It, just, it sounded kind of loud, but I didn't even feel it kick." He he laughed. He said, "That's your adrenaline." He said, "Yeah." yeah. You didn't even hardly hear it or feel it, did you? No. Yeah. 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 I was so focused on that deer, so close, and trying to hold it so steady. <laughs> you were thinking breakfast sausage. Exactly. That's what you were thinking. Because Trey, do. he talked about that. He's like, 
Man, you know what? He goes, I like deer meat. He goes, but my favorite is that breakfast sausage. And I have enjoyed that breakfast sausage, let me tell you. The the backstrap is where it's at. Well, that's good, too. Yeah, but, man, when it comes... I lost half of that in the shot, though. That's all right. (laughs) They're all wrong. The loin is where it's at. Oh. That loin is the most tender cut on that deer, and you barely get any of it. (laughs) There's not even probably two pounds worth of loin on that deer. Yeah. Gosh, it'd be nice if it was the size of a pork loin. Or, yeah. or an elk. If you shoot an elk, you get a lot more for your money. Yeah. yeah. And the meat is better. I've had elk as well. Yeah. yeah I never went elk hunting, but it's premium. After it he, really is. He took it and me and my dad lost all hope. Packed it up for that, <laughs> that morning. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean I I I, I felt confident because we went back that evening, and I don't believe we we didn't see anything. There was it, nothing that evening. Yeah, I feel bad. I think next time we go, I'm going to hand you the gun because you know I've got a trophy now and plenty of meat. Next time I'm going to have my bow, <laughs> which I practiced with. So that's another thing, uh-huh. which we'll get into a little later. Um, but you know, after we packed up and walked or took the side by side back to camp, there it is, and it was it was a chore. To try to field dress that thing because we get oh there goodness. and the stand is that's you know, half thrown together. We're sitting there trying to uh, jimmy rig it we had in to order rebuild to get that it to stand up right. We had to rebuild the stand, yeah. So that probably took 30, 40 minutes. And you know, you want to field dress it fairly quick, you know, get that meat and all that out of there and or those quarters and get it on ice fairly quick. Um, but once we did that, you know, we all worked as a team, you know, there's four guys over here field dressing this deer and you know it probably took us not even an hour how less many, than an hour how many times did y'all watch steve Rinella's video on how to field dress a deer none actually none no, no. i i kind of knew how I, I the only thing that that it concerned me about it is like if when you're making that first incision and you gotta like he describes in his video and it's true you gotta you know lay over the one of the testicles and be able to cut along yeah because you have to show proof of a uh Sex, Sex. Yeah. yeah, and but getting in, getting in there with a really sharp knife is that if you go a little too fast or a little too excited with it, you know, because all right, we're cutting. If you nick that bladder and that stuff cuts oh, open, yeah. that urine, oh, and you get it all in your in your meat, meat and and it's true because um, I learned that, and I think that's why my first deer tasted kind of funny uh, because that tarsal gland, mm-hmm. yeah. It, the, man, Say a lot of you, people bust that, and then it makes it taste no, no, super it's, gamey. No, it's, no, it's right there. It's like a, a patch so of hair. Oh, That's for well, the musk. And yeah. it's real dark brown, yes, nasty uh, looking. Yeah. Well, in Steve's video, he talked about there's like a gland inside. I think it is a gland. That a lot of people, inside when they cut body. open, mm-hmm. they, they bust it. And that's what makes the meat taste like that super gamey. Yeah. And that's and what throws a lot of people off. Well, the hair, if you get even if you just touch it with your knife and then you start cutting on it, that's enough. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, they'll 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 urinate on it and they'll submit, you know, uh, secrete that, you know, as well. But yeah. it's nasty. And Don't I'll, you usually cut right here and try to take that part of the leg off, get that gland? Yeah, we did. Usually there. kind of around where the, the, uh, the so knee is. So eventually you do that, yeah. I mean, you have to have it hung up. But Mr. C explained to me, and he said, the reason this is going to be super tough is because we're going to try to, what he said, hood the deer because we want a shoulder mount. And he said, that's double the work. You've got to go all around that hood and try to get it without that was, that was, damaging. Yeah, because you almost had to treat it like you were trying to slowly, you were cutting, but to almost kind of uh, 
unzip a, a zipper really slow and not do it too fast or cut too fast where you would take too much, not enough, or damage the rest of the hide. But and so they'll enough. start because what I, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. you start at the the sternum and kind of make that small incision, then you you know you go down. Mm-hmm. But if y'all were doing the, the talk about the hood to hood it or no, just, just a regular. But did y'all do it differently for? Well, so when, we did do it differently when it came to that it because was, of the hood. we hung it well, from its hind legs. Y'all didn't gut it out there, did you? I don't think he wanted y'all to gut it out there. He wanted to wait till you got up to the to the uh, right. cabin. We about we I think we almost had it gutted when y'all came up on. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Y'all helped a lot with the hooding and the taking all that other stuff. And I'm off. glad he mentioned because I think I think Mr. C had mentioned that he had said, "Hey, um, if y'all do get one, I guess he didn't want us to gut it out there because he didn't want coyotes and stuff start. Well, coming yeah, that'll in. attract. Yeah, yeah. Then they run off the other deer or other yeah, deer yeah. So I think he wanted to try to control that as much as he could. My, my understanding in deer hunting, if you see a dog or a pig or a coyote or anything, you need to to handle it the best. You know, I either shoot it or something yeah, because well, it, runs, it runs the deer off. That all I, I, the only time I've ever heard that um, or heard that people would do that, especially a dog, is because if they saw one chasing a deer or they saw one that wasn't somebody's dog that lived there. Yeah, they would usually dispatch that animal because they would go and try to either get the fawns or, you know, in, antagonize the other Stress deer. Stress the deer out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, something else, too, that's really interesting I learned about hunting is you want to almost shoot everything standing. You don't want to shoot it running because the adrenaline in their body is pumping. Yeah. And, and uh, in order to shoot something running, you are a darn good shot. Yeah. But to get their, their meat may be gamey, too, because of that. I shot this trophy he was standing so yeah. i mean he wasn't running so i mean he, and he didn't go very far after that so yeah it could be i don't know i don't know much about that because that's that i mean I, i've heard like shows and stuff and people that have done a lot of big game like that um but a lot of times i think they kind of like with the steve ranella who we kind of refer to a lot is that um They'll let the they'll let the animal kind of they'll let it bleed out they'll let it drain um, that way it can get all that mus all that you know the the muscles will kind of relax but they do go into rigor mortis so you got to deal with that so, I mean they get stiff yeah, how much time very short amount it's of time pretty short I can't remember it was it was starting to happen while we were like I said it only, it barely took us an hour to do all that. And at that time, it was already starting to set in. He was rigor pretty yeah because when he took the deer down to his shed. And uh, I guess it was we did something else, and then we come back and cleaned it or something like that. Wasn't that right? Yeah. So we were we, we had some work in, to yeah. do, and um, he wanted it to bleed out on that. Uh, he had it on his tractor. Yeah. And he brought it over there into the shade because there was no shade where we were at. Brought it down there. We had a bunch of bags of ice, so we stuffed the bags of ice. That's into right. the carcass. That's right. And on top to try to keep as much as that deer cold as we could. And then around that time is when we were jacking around with the, I don't know what you call it, the TP. I don't know. Yeah. And finally got that going. He did the work that he needed to do. And then did we wait to the next day to do that? I, I believe it was the next day that after think- our first hunt of the next day that we came back and, uh, field dressed it i think you're right because it i think it did sit overnight hmm. because yeah because I, I remember Cause we put it in the in the connex box overnight yep 
Well, that's right. That's right. I remember now. That's right. You're right. But uh, and he had the deer, uh, bags of ice in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we went and got the ice. Yeah. And then I, moving on to the next day, um, we got there was three hunts all together in this trip. So next day we went out same spot per usual, um, and luckily I was me and my dad were a little nervous, you know, based on what we saw the night before that we didn't see anything. And we were like, maybe did they smell us out there? Because we walked around the area after we did. Um, we did urinate, not in the immediate area, but we like went out a ways from where we were at. Like, were we not far enough when we did that? But I don't think that was the case. You know, we got back and that morning and it was, you know, we saw some action. Um, definitely not as much as the first morning, but about half that. And... You know, we waited. Dad fell asleep. So, in the time uh, I saw that that mother doe come in again, I'm over here trying to get him awake. He didn't really have too much time to get his binoculars out to kind of watch the deer as I shoot. And with it being my first time, you know, they were asking me a million questions. Did you hear a slap when you shot? Could you tell where that that bolt went? I'm like, I have no idea. It it all happened in the blink of an eye. Pulled it, and the second I pulled it, I should have probably stayed in there a little longer, but it was like milliseconds. And in that time, I kind of leaned back, and I couldn't tell if I hit it. Um, there was like a little brush in the dirt, and you could see some dirt kick up, but we couldn't tell if that was from the doe kicking her feet and jumping or if it was the bolt that hit because we never found that bolt again and we searched for a good hour a little over think, an hour yeah think she might have ran off with it in her we have no idea i mean we i don't think we didn't see found that no bolt. we didn't see blood we didn't not a drop yeah. um i when tyler said that you know i dozed off because we it was getting kind of later in the morning and I just kind of dozed off for a sec, and whenever I got down there, I was, I heard him move, picking up the 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 bow, and when I heard that, and I thought, okay, well then maybe I need to kind of reach down. It was just kind of a, I don't know, felt like a, a reflex or something or muscle memory. I was like, I was going to reach down and grab the binoculars and just kind of see what he's looking at, because the whole time he hadn't he hadn't really drew it up a lot you know other than maybe just kind of rest it up there and just kind of study it but this told me that he was fixing to shoot at something so i went down like that and as soon as i got back up and was fixing to go up and look i hear it go Dong! he shot and i just happened to look up at the same time and i saw her jump up and i saw like she got hit to me if she jumped straight up well she jumped straight up but part of the vision that i saw and I wasn't trying to poo-poo on his parade or anything, but it looked like something went underneath her. I don't know if that was dirt, because after that shot had happened, we waited probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And then we went back, we got out and went down there. And it, the, the ground around the feeder, like where it was for the other feeders, it was hard, rock hard. It wasn't tilled up like it was where you guys were at, real soft you know, soil. And... I couldn't really even see where maybe even if the arrow had 
you know, went under like that, I couldn't tell, you know, if it scratched the surface or whatever. And we thought surely we might be able to just go out there and find it if if we missed her, but we couldn't find it. Yeah, the area the the terrain around there was you know crazy. You know, heavy vegetation, grass up as tall as we are hmm. out there, and there was no way even if we wanted to, you know, thorns, vines everywhere. I mean, you're gonna tell yourself to shreds trying to walk through there and search every square inch. Yeah, yeah. machete of that area, machete. So. Yeah. Um, you know, with that, uh, if I had your gun, if I had the 50 cal, yeah, if I had that, I probably would have taken her. Um, but you know, with the crossbow it was just, it was just real awkward. The whole thing, you know, cause you're sitting here looking through the scope and, you know, I thought I was aiming right. You know, I practiced a little bit, you know, the week before at his house and, you know, I thought, you know. This is pretty much where I need to aim. 30 yards out. Had it lined up right where I need to. You know, I wasn't aiming low. I was aiming kind of high towards the top of her back. And I was like, surely I got her, you know. And I took my time. I didn't rush it. Um, it might have seemed rushed to him just because, you know, he was in the process of waking up and trying to do all that. But it seemed, I was it there. seemed pretty fast, yeah. But for me, like I was studying it for a while. I was waiting. I watched her come in. I got it up where I needed to for so I didn't spook her as she's walking in, and I sat there because she was kind of tailing the the edge of the area, and she would just the the older doe they would do that out there. They wouldn't come straight in like the uh, younglings. She was tailing the edge. And I was like, is she ever gonna come in? And she finally did, and she turned her side to me. And I was like, this is my chance. Good shot. Yep. Well, remember, but before that, even the the day before, um, and even that evening, remember we because we had that rangefinder that uh, he loaned us mm-hmm. that we could sit there and, and check stuff. And remember, we kind of marked some like clump of grass in yeah. like in the middle and say, "Well, that's about thirty yards out there towards the edge. That's about 40, 40 maybe forty three, forty five. I don't know, some between forty and forty five yards." And you know. So it's. With that being said, you need to practice. <laughs> oh yeah, with that. With, and I was it was about my that. weapon, so I couldn't. You know, I couldn't I, practice I every to. day leading up to it, and I sure didn't get a chance to. You know, not many people practice shooting. You know, ten, fifteen feet in the air. You know, that does mess with your shot a little bit too. Well, that's like me. I was aiming. What I was seeing was under his front right shoulder. Mm-hmm. I hit him on the left top to the left. Mm-hmm. So where I was looking at it, where it hit, wasn't the same spot. So, and not having a scope on that darn thing, that was a challenge. I thought, I, I thought right before I shot, there's no scope. <laughs> the advantage I think y'all had is where y'all stand was, the ground out in front was pretty level. Where with us, it was kind of like the stand was on a, a slope. And it kind of went down a little bit past the stand and then evened out. So, like, if I had went out there after the first morning and practiced, you know, brought a target out there, I probably should have done that. Um, but, you know, Chris had us working, so. <laughs> that's a that's another uh, that's another uh, session because that new gun law they talked about, I think you should it, they, you should have some kind of training with the weapon, but that's for another show. Not, that way you know what you're doing with it. Well. But uh, uh, also a trick I learned from hunting as a little kid, it's been like a few times, but 
I always take a full bottle of something to drink and something to snack on, and then when I eat the snack and drink the drink, then I fill the bottle back up and bring it back to camp <laughs> for real and throw it away if you're worried about urine. Right. Yeah. Smell. That's what mm-hmm. I do. But well, just a little tidbit. And then <laughs> something I was there for was when you all got back, finally mm-hmm. got the meat processed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I brought over some pheasant. Oh yes. And some bear. Some bear meat. Yep. Yeah. And we smoked all of it and. Had a grilled big, it had a wild game party and smoked it yeah that was awesome because the that bear i had bear before and a bear stew it was not near as good as the bear you brought the i still had. got i still got some of that we uh, that was good cooked the rest of it up yeah yeah, yeah. bears definitely you know i know you if you cook it past a certain degree you're good but that's still a food i'm like oh it's so kind worrisome of, kind yeah, of leery like, of kind of leery of the danger yeah you know and and I, and, yeah. I think all no all joke. meat i think all meat is dangerous it really is it depends on no, how but good, i mean how good you process and how good yeah, you cook it you any 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 animal could get trichinosis but well, look at pork pork is full of parasites well i don't i don't know i don't know if deer can but i think it's I'm just sure like um, some point. like a hogs can yeah. bear can yes um but i'm rabbits at certain months they say well you're not supposed to hunt it with a month with the r in it or hunt with a month i think it was month. i think it was last christmas yeah i think it was christmas my uncle the uh previous uh family get-togethers he smoked brisket <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was the worst brisket I've ever had. So Why? he, did, well, he doesn't know how to smoke a brisket mm-hmm. and made it very dry. Uh, so instead of making brisket for Christmas, he actually uh, smoked hog ribs because mm. he out on his land, you know, he just trapped like eight or nine of them. Yeah, made hog ribs and smoked them. They were deli- They was great. Yeah, I never had a hog rib before, and it was yeah. it was really good. See, my dad, he tried, when I was a kid, he shot a couple of javelina hogs, and uh, he brought he brought the mother and the baby home to cook, and the mother was so tough. So he said, I'm going to cook this baby. He put it in the oven. It depends on how you cook it. It stunk so bad, we had to open all the windows <laughs> and doors and carry the, the animal to the trash. So you've got to know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you also, that's what a lot of hunters, from what I've heard, is you don't want to eat the big ones. Because the meat is so tough, you right. want you want to eat the babies. And he was doing the right thing by going for trying to cook the baby. And he still somehow, <laughs> somehow messed it up. Messed huh? it up a big way. Well, y'all, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, we all want to talk about too much hunting. You know, we're gonna save that really before going heavy on it before deer season starts. I'm definitely I got my bow for well, Christmas and, and and duck season. I assume yeah. we'll be talking a lot about it during duck well, season and deer before season's duck season. coming before. I know. Deer, deer hunting I is awesome. I love it. To me, the real shooters are the duck hunters. You got to be a good shot to shoot birds, yeah. and be expecting mm. a lot of a lot of duck hunting episodes. That's oh, probably yeah. gonna be yep. exclusively yep. a duck hunting channel reliving, when it comes that time. Reliving yeah. the duck hunt. Reliving the duck hunt. <laughs> hunting the hunt. You know, the scouting, the cooking, shooting them on the fly. Yep. Yeah, the journey. Well, I'm I'm super glad, and uh, since we're doing the wrap up here. I just want to thank you for letting us come over and do a oh, my a, pleasure. a show in your man cave. This is really cool. I wish we had more time where we could talk more about all the cool stuff you got on the wall. And But the deer head looks great, man. Yeah, thank you. It's, that, I've that never had a trophy. Uh, uh, Mr. C's got several. He's got several nice ones. He's an avid hunter. I'm not, but I sure enjoy it. I, I have to uh, 
think about him and how gracious he is to us and letting us yeah, do all that and to myself as well for sure yeah because so. people pay thousands of dollars to do what we got to do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so and especially you you know as well getting yes. a nice deer so yes and he's he's a great guy i tell you well all right enjoy it Enjoy, uh, y'all. y'all come back we'll come back yeah. we'll talk and about don't it. forget check us out on Facebook Instagram um, Spotify I always forget that one as well you know check out the episode episode 10 the deer head alright y'all good night Next good time. night good night